The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. Hello, sunshine, and welcome to She Was a Fire. It's time to stop dancing in the dark. Let's start your fire and ignite your spark. Welcome to episode five. And today I'm talking about how I lost 45 kilos and how losing 45 kilos actually saved my life. But first, like, let's address the elephant in the room, my voice. I am, like, I'm actually sick as a dog, guys. (laughs) Um, I considered not recording this podcast, but I felt like I was on a roll and so I just wanted to make sure that I was being really consistent with the episode so as miserable as I feel, I am here. I'll just have to keep stopping every now and again to blow my nose but we will edit that out. Don't you worry. So I hope that it's not too hard to hear me at the moment. Um, I actually had to go get a COVID test. I came back as negative for COVID so that was good (laughs) Um, but I had to go get my COVID test because It seems a little dramatic, but the minute I had any flu symptoms, I knew that they wouldn't let me in to get my cancer treatment. So I had to get the all clear because when I rock up to the hospital next week to get my immunotherapy, they always say, have you had any flu symptoms in the last 14 days? And if I sound like this, it's going to be a dead giveaway if I'm lying. So I was just thought I may as well just like quickly nip it in the bud, go get the test done. The doctor was like, yes, any kind of symptoms now, everyone has to get tested. So got tested. It was super easy and we are COVID free. So that's good. Anyway, so before I get into today's episode, obviously this is about weight loss. This is not a medical podcast. I am not a medical professional. And anything that I say here today is simply me sharing my personal experience. I'm not making any suggestions or recommendations for you. And anyone that's on a health and fitness journey should do their own research and be speaking to professionals that know what the fuck they're talking about. I am not that person. So this is not an advice podcast, this episode. This one is purely just for information because it is the number one thing I get asked about when I say, what do you want to hear from me on my podcast? All right. So before we get into that, the fire starter for the week is It's My Life by Bon Jovi. And the lyrics that are resonating with me for that song, you better stand tall when they're calling you out. Don't bend, don't break, baby. Don't back down. It's my life. And it's now or never. I ain't going to live forever. I just want to live while I'm alive. And that really resonates with me for this episode because when I was 45 kilos heavier, I really wasn't living my life and I had to make a decision for me and not worry about what other people might have thought. And so I love that song. I've actually loved that song since it came out in the early 2000s and whenever it comes on, I'm just like ready to rock out to it. Who doesn't love a bit of Bon Jovi? All right, let's ignite today's topic. We are talking about my weight loss journey. So as I said, I've lost 45 kilos and so I'm going to get into that today. But I kind of wanted to start everything from the very beginning. I guess that's a very good place to start. From a young age, I've always kind of seen myself as overweight. I always felt like I was the fat friend. So when I was a teenager, um, I just always looked at my friends who were all very skinny and thought like, oh, you know, I'm the fat one. And now when I look back on photos, I was literally the exact same size as them. I had boobs before they did. But other than that, like my stomach was just as flat as theirs was and I was tiny. Um, But 
I wasn't overly healthy or anything, but I was very active. So I was like a size eight. Um, I used to play like basketball, netball. Um, I used to play golf. Obviously I've talked about how I had a golf scholarship, so I would be practicing golf all the time. And although that doesn't seem like the most like exercise, it does like actually, you know, when you're at the driving range, hitting ball after ball after ball for hours, that is actually like a fair bit of, um, fitness for your body, I suppose. So I always saw myself in a different way that I actually was. So I don't really think it would be go as far as like body dysmorphia, but I think that all young women sort of go through that where they see all you can see in the mirror are your imperfections. And then when you look at your friends, you just see how perfect they are. But then like, I'm sure my friends were looking at themselves thinking they were the fat friend too. And it's like truly ridiculous. And I don't really know how you can even teach teenage girls to see themselves differently. But that's kind of where it all kind of started for me. I always felt like I was the fat friend. Then when I was 17, I got glandular fever. And I was kind of like bedridden for three months and basically ate KFC gravy and bread for weeks on end um, and then just sat in bed watching movies with junk food. And that's kind of when my real actual weight gain started. I had kind of gone from being like super active, um, you know, playing sports and stuff to graduating and then all of a sudden I had to stay in bed for three months. I couldn't work. I couldn't do anything because I was so sick. And I was just eating really unhealthy foods. So as I said, like I pretty much, because when you have glandular fever, you have really, you have a terrible sore throat. Um, so basically KFC gravy with bread dipped in it was all I could tolerate swallowing. Um, and then after the sore throat got a bit better, it was more like just a few months of being really overwhelmingly tired. And the doctor gave me instructions just to rest so that I didn't turn, so that it didn't turn into chronic fatigue. And so at that point, it was like junk food, junk food, junk food. Um, because, you know, when you're sitting at home just watching movies and TV, all you want is to eat junk food. So that's when my weight gain kind of started. Um, and then I went to Europe for six months shortly after I sort of got over my glandular fever. And I went there on a budget. I was 17, traveling around Europe. Some of it was by myself. Some of it was catching up with family and friends. I did fly over there by myself to a, with a, an open-ended ticket, so I didn't have a return date. And basically, when you are traveling around Europe on a budget, that means you eat a shit ton of carbs. So it was like bread, noodles, all that kind of stuff, because it was so cheap. I actually was staying with one of my friend's I would sort of drop in with all of my friends and they were all doing a gap year, which means that they were um, working at colleges. They were living at a college in England and working there to look after the kids. And so they would get provided free bread, loaf of bread every day. So I would have like bread and honey pretty much every single morning. And then I would have it for lunch, I have it for dinner, and I would have lots of bread rolls. Um, and then it would be like the two minute pot noodles. So I ate a lot of that when I was traveling around Europe, which is not very healthy. So I started to really gain weight and then I sort of turned into a size 14. And at that time, I felt like I was a size 20. When I look back on it now, again, hindsight, I'm like, wow, I wasn't even that big. And I just felt huge. It's really crazy how you can like perceive yourself so differently to what you are in reality. So then when I got back, I tried to lose weight by eating healthier. So I came back and I was 18 and then I was going out clubbing and I wanted to be like, you know, boys attention. So I was like, I want to look a bit better. And so I started to eat healthier 
Um, and I was basically attached to one of my friend's hips. So all my friends were still in Europe on their gap year and only one friend was, was still at home. And I kind of got a job with her. So we worked the same hours. We were both at uni and we just like do everything together. We were attached at the hip and she was very healthy and I would eat at her, ha- her family's house all the time. So I was eating kind of like forced to be healthy. It wasn't like I was making my own choices. It was like I was over at her house for dinner and her mum made really healthy food. So that's what I was eating. So I started to lose a little bit of weight. I, of course, was going clubbing um, and I was dancing all the time. So when you're out clubbing and you're sweating a lot, you um, lose weight. So it's a great way to lose weight. And then also one of my jobs that I got around that time was a lot of moving around. So I was in a telemarketing office, but I was someone who had to sort of roam between everyone's desks and answer their calls once they had advanced to an appointment. So basically where I worked, it was timeshare. You'd call people, offer them something free to go to an appointment. Once you got them to the point where they said, yes, I'll go to an appointment, I would then jump on the phone and say, okay, well, let's lock you in for a time. And I was like the the closer, I guess. And so the way that would work is like someone would stand up and they would clap like that. And I would race to them and then get on the phone. And now there were other verifiers and the title was called a verifier. There were other verifiers on the floor. So you kind of had to be the first person there. So you're always just like walking around quite erratic. You're racing around. So it was like quite a, um, I wouldn't say like I was getting sweaty or anything, but like it does help to burn calories to be walking for hours on end. So then I went back to a size 10, I guess. And then I got a desk job. So I got upgraded or I got promoted to being a manager. And that's kind of when it all went downhill from there. Um, That was when I was about 23 or 22, 23. And it was a slow climb towards heading towards a size 22, which is what I was at the start of last year. Um, And it was like, obviously I knew I was gaining weight. I knew that I wasn't being healthy and I was trying every diet under the sun. So you name it, I've tried it. Jenny Craig, Weight Watchers, Keto, just eating everything in moderation, lean cuisine. Like I've tried all the different diets. Um, I've joined gyms. I've gotten personal trainers. I've joined online programs. I've joined clubs. I've done all the stuff to be better. Um, However, well, not to be better, but I've done all the stuff to lose weight and live a healthier lifestyle. Um, you name it, I've done it. I've started it and then I stopped it a few days later. And that has always, always been my problem. I've always been motivated to start, but I've never been able to keep going. So I would say all of these diets that I've tried, I would have done them for like one to four weeks max. I've never been able to really commit to anything longer than that when it comes to healthy eating and exercise, exercise even less, like a couple of days, really. Like the amount of gym memberships that I've had and have continued to pay for long-term and never been is actually ridiculous. I would have spent so much money on that and all from a very young age I've done this from. I've joined um, Fitness First. I've joined like cheaper ones. So I've done the expensive ones. I've done the cheap ones and all fantastic facilities had pools because I actually like doing swimming as exercise. So I'll join one with a pool. That didn't work. I'll join ones with personal trainers that I like. That didn't work. I'll do one that's cheaper so I don't feel as much pressure. That also didn't work. You know, I'll join a women's fit, women's gym so I don't feel self-conscious as much. That didn't work. 
I just, I know every single diet is supposed to work. And I know if I was going to commit to a diet and living a healthy lifestyle and maintain it, the only thing you need to do is be consistent and follow through with any diet. All of these diets would work. Eating moderation, not even a diet, that would work too. Going to the gym consistently, exercising 30 minutes a day. I don't have to go to the bloody gym. I just have to walk down the road. Any of that would work. It's not like these, everyone says like, oh, does that diet work? Every diet works if you continually do it. (laughs) But consistency was always my issue. I could never follow through with a diet. I was always really motivated and really, really wanted to lose weight. I was unhappy with how I looked, but I just could never seem to follow through and actually do it. I'm sure a lot of you out there are in the same boat to me. Weight loss, weight gain, healthy body, it's always something that has plagued a lot of people in society. And I assume that this podcast will get a lot of downloads compared to my other episodes because weight loss is a hot button topic and everybody wants to know what the magic pill is that you can take to just magically lose weight. And unfortunately, there's no magic way to do it. Um, If you want to do it, through a diet and healthy eating, sorry, through healthy eating and exercise, then it's just about consistency. But the thing that really gets me is I could never understand why I couldn't do these diets. So words when you describe someone who is unable to lose weight are very derogatory. It's like lacks motivation, weak, lazy, they give up too easy, they have no control, um, you know, they lack confidence, they're failures. It's all really nasty kind of words when you describe someone who can't lose weight. But if you look at people in my life and ways they would actually describe me, words like motivated, controlled, follow through, hard worker, confident, thriving, all of those words are words that you would use to describe me in my life. None of those words like lacks motivation, lazy, you know, weak, can't control herself. I am super controlled in everything else in my life. I'm very motivated everything I do. I'm a very hard worker, you know, and so it's so weird to think there's this one aspect of my life that I can't seem to get under control. So I think it's a myth to think that, you know, people who are healthy can just be like, oh, you're so lazy. Just like get some motivation. It's like, that's not a personality trait that I have. I am really motivated, but it's just this one thing in my brain that I can't seem to fix. Now, I don't want to say that it's like, an illness, an addiction to food. Obviously, there's a lot of science that does back all of that up. I'm not a doctor. I don't know what was wrong. But in all the areas in my life, other than my body and my health and fitness, I could get my shit together. But when it came to my health, I couldn't seem to stick to anything. And I kept saying to myself, like, you know, if it ever comes to it and I get a real, like, wake-up call, then I will. And then at one point, I was actually told by doctors that you know, I had a fatty liver and I really had to get that under control and I could be heading towards diabetes as well. And I was like, yep, this is the kick up the butt that I needed. And that still didn't work. You would think that like a health scare like that would scare you straight, but it didn't. So I don't know like how food addiction and all that kind of stuff works, but if that's what it was, like it explains a lot because it's like, no matter what I wanted in my brain to do, I just couldn't end up following through with it. Um, and you know, 
I'm not going to lie, the exercise is like a lazy thing. It's not the food thing. It's the exercise is definitely a lazy thing. Like I'm like, oh, I should get up and walk. I'd rather stay in bed. So with that side of things, yes, the exercise is the lazy thing. But with the food, that's not, you know, it was just like I had no self-control around food and I just couldn't seem to stop myself. Whereas in other areas of my life, I could. So I will say that there was one diet that did work for me and that was keto, um, which is something that a lot of people in my life have done. I'm friends with a lot of fitness experts. A lot of people um, that are my friends and family also speak very highly of keto. And I did that for a couple of months off and on and I lost a good amount of weight. However, my body does not like keto at all. My IBS was far worse when I was on keto. And I also would basically have my period the entire time I was on keto. And I felt like death pretty much. (laughs) That's the only way to describe it. There's a thing called the keto flu that you get for like a week when you start keto. And um, I just kind of like had it constantly the whole time. I'm not too sure why. Um, But yeah, (laughs) that's basically what happened to me. But The thing with keto and why I think that it actually worked for me, aside from my body hating it, was that it was so black and white. When I looked at things like everything in moderation, um, Weight Watchers, where you can eat what you want, but just small amounts, that kind of thing, it never worked for me because I was never able to stop myself. So it was like, okay, if I just have one piece of chocolate, then it's fine. But then I can't stop at one piece, can I? That's the problem. So when I did keto, it was like, you can't have any carbs or any sugar. So it was like almost easier when it was so black and white. When it was gray for me, I would always end up having an excuse, like I'll just have another piece. It it won't be that big a deal. And then it was like, oh, well, I've ruined today. I'll start again tomorrow. You know, but with keto, it was like you're doing all these creative things to try and make yummy food out of protein only. And um, so I found that somewhat actually easier mentally to do. Physically, my body did not like it. Okay. So everybody's like, yep, Courtney, we get it. We understand your history with weight loss or lack thereof. Just tell us how you did it. So basically in the Christmas holidays of 2018, I was said to myself, like, I really need to make a change. Keto seems to work for me. And that's what I'm really, I'm really going to do it this time. But of course it's the Christmas holidays. So of course you can't lose weight during Christmas. Of course not, Courtney, wait till January. And then like, obviously in January, it's like my brother's birthday. So we go to a nice restaurant and there's a couple of public holidays in January. So it's like, oh, you know, there's a couple of other birthdays. So, okay, we'll start in February. So basically after the January festivities ended, I was speaking to my doctor who said that my obesity was affecting my liver more now. Um, And so I was like, okay, I really have to do the keto now. It's really serious for my health. And I just remember sitting at the kitchen table eating my keto food and getting instant IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. It just triggered it straight away. And I just remembered I had had that every day that week and I was miserable. I had my period for the whole week when it wasn't even due. It was just constant IBS. I felt terrible. And it was at that point that I made one of the hardest decisions that I've ever had to make. So it was at that point in February that I decided to make a change. And I decided that I had to put my health first that I had to face reality, that I was always going to be on this merry-go-round and nothing was ever going to change with the next diet 
or the next fad or the next thing that I tried. And that I had to realize that like I couldn't do this. I don't know why I wasn't strong enough, whatever it is, I was lazy, I wasn't motivated enough, whatever people want to say about it, I couldn't lose weight. I could not stick to a diet, but I had to lose weight. So I made a decision to stop worrying about what I thought people would think, what I thought that people would say about my choices and do what I wanted for my life. So after a lot of research, a lot of chats to people who were in the same boat as me, um, a lot of... Um, talking to people on forums, I decided to get weight loss surgery. And so there it is. It's out. (laughs) I had weight loss surgery. And before we go on, I wanted to clear a few things up. This is the first time that I have said publicly that I have had weight loss surgery. But that does not mean that it is a secret. You don't know this information about me because you are probably a stranger. And if you are a family or a friend that is listening to this, you already know this information. This was not a secret. And I have made sure that anyone in my life, family, friends, clients that asked me how I was losing the weight, that I was honest. And I said, because I've had weight loss surgery. And there was a couple of reasons for that. Um, One, because like, yeah, I don't want to bullshit people. And two, because I had seen on a lot of the forums that I was on a lot of people that were hiding it and the shame that they were feeling around hiding it and all these things that they had to do to lie to people, to trick them into thinking that they were doing this in a different way. And I wasn't comfortable with that. This is a decision that I'm making. I'm comfortable with my choice. I don't care what your opinion is on it. So I'm going to tell you the honest truth. And I haven't had a single person in my life that didn't support me. Every person, to my face at least, (laughs) no, I'm kidding. Every person said, good for you. Now, I want to talk about some of the people in my DMs. I have also told the truth to them. There are some of you who might be listening right now that already know this because a lot of you DM me saying, hey, how did you lose weight? Do you have some tips you could give me? And most of those people I did say, I can't give you any tips because this is how I did it. And I tell them about the weight loss surgery. So I do tell strangers as well, but I just hadn't publicly said it on my Insta story. And the reason I didn't share it publicly, there was a few reasons to begin with. In July last year, when I had this surgery, I was not sharing my day-to-day life on Insta story. I was basically showing you like, here's some food that I was eating Here's a makeup look that I did. I wasn't sharing anything about my life personally, really. And so it would just be weird for me to all of a sudden be like, hi, guys, guess what? Here I am. I wasn't actually even talking to the camera, like actually to my Insta stories. It was all just like what I was looking at, at my food, at the parties that I was at, whatever it was, at my work. It was never me talking to camera. So it was not, my Instagram was not some huge personal thing at that point. Um, And then- it would be kind of like really weird for me just to be like, hey, guess what? So at that point, it wasn't something that I was like, felt like I was hiding because I wasn't really showing anything of my life on my Insta story. I do like an Insta story once every two weeks, if that. And another reason was I didn't want to be defined by my weight or my appearance. After all, how you look is the least interesting thing about you. And so it's like, I don't want this to be a constant talking point. I don't want to be 
playing into this, you know, scenario where it's like it's all about how you look and it's so important about that you, you know, you look and seem a certain way because that's not what I'm about at all. I didn't want it to be about my appearance. Um, But then for me, one of the most important things why I didn't share this was because when I got my cancer diagnosis, that's when I started opening up on my Instagram and I found out that I had stage four cancer and I wanted to spread awareness. And that was when I started sharing lots of things in my life and I didn't want to take away from that. I know that weight loss surgery is a really hot button topic. I know that weight loss, extreme weight loss is something a lot of people want for their lives. And I didn't want anybody focusing on that when they should be focusing on wearing sunscreen. Because you know what? My weight loss story was fucking nothing compared to the fact that I had fucking cancer. You know, it really seemed like who gives a shit how I lost weight or why I look this way or whatever. I have cancer and this is what I want to be talking about and this is the story that I want to be sharing with people and I don't want to take away from that. I also have irritable bowel syndrome. I also have endometriosis. These are two things that I also have not gone into in depth because I didn't want to take away from my cancer. I wanted everything to be focused on that because I wanted you to get up every morning and put sunscreen on. And I wanted you to go and get a skin test. And I wanted to share the highs and lows because cancer seems like something often for older people. And skin cancer especially just seems like so minuscule. You cut it out, it's fine, you're on your way. But that's not what it is in reality. And I really wanted to show that. The other thing which was a massive part for me was that finding out that you have stage four cancer is fucked. And it takes a real toll on your mental health. And anyone who's listening, you know how hard I have worked to make sure that I am in the best mental position that I can to tackle this portion of my life. And so I was scared that if I told you that I'd had weight loss surgery, I could get some negativity in my DMs. People calling me lazy, people telling me I took the easy way out. Um, And although I know deep down that like, that would not affect me. I do not regret this surgery whatsoever. Um, and I would never change the like the path that I chose. However, I can't lie that it could have put my mental health at risk to get an abundance of DMs saying nasty things about me. You know, like this cancer journey, all of you have messaged me the nicest things and that has been so helpful. Hearing people giving me support and telling me that, you know, you're doing so good, you can do this, that of course has helped my mental health on this journey. Having someone tell me I'm lazy and took the easy way out about my weight loss, that could have put my mental health at risk. And I wasn't willing to do that just to tell you what was going on with my weight loss. So that's the other reason. I've always said I wanted to be honest I say it on my Instagram all the time, but I'm always very careful to say I want to be honest about my cancer journey. And that's all I ever promised. I never lied. Anyone that asked, I would tell them, but I never misled anyone. And although I know that a lot of you may have assumed it, I didn't ever flat out say it. 
I never showed that I'm some sort of a crazy healthy eater. I never put on Instagram like, oh, here's my salad that I eat every single day and I'm such a, you know, like I'm I'm healthy planning my food for the week. I've never showed that I'm a great workout person. If anything, I've shown the opposite about my workout skills. And that was all very mindful. I never wanted to mislead anyone because I knew that at some point I was going to tell you and I didn't want people to turn around and go, oh, but what about all those healthy recipes that you gave us and all those workout tips? Because that's bullshit. That's not how I lost the weight. So I wanted to be honest in the only way that I knew how at that point without actually saying the words. So that's what I've been doing this whole time. But now that my cancer I mean, it's not cured because it's like ongoing, but now that I at the moment don't have any cancer in my body, I feel like now is the time. Lately, every time I ask what you want to hear from me, you say weight loss advice. And as my community has started to grow, obviously I'm still a very small like person on Instagram, but my community has started to grow in a way that although it's small, I'm quite close with many of you. And you've started to really trust me. And although I'm not lying, I do feel like I am hiding something. Um, And so I wanted to publicly acknowledge it. You're asking and I wanted to tell you. And I do want to be honest about as much as I can in my life. And this has been a big part of it, a huge part of my life the last 12 months. So I've been really nervous to record this episode. I've been putting off putting it off. I've been nervous about your reaction. To be clear, I'm I'm not worried about the haters. I'm in a good mental place. So I'm fine with that. And I could not give a flying fuck if you think that I'm lazy or I took the easy way out because this is the best decision that I have ever made. And the only regret I have is that I did not get this surgery sooner. I was nervous because I didn't want you to feel betrayed. I've been so open and honest about all the highs and lows of my cancer and my fertility journey. And so now I didn't want you to think that this made me like some kind of an insincere person. And I just felt like this heavy weight on me. Although it's not like, I don't have to fucking tell you anything about my life, obviously. You know, it's my life. I can do what I want. Most of you are complete strangers. I don't have to tell you anything. But so many of you have shown me so much support and kindness. And it's just so many of you have been so amazing. I don't know you, but like, I feel like I do know you. And my community has been such a huge part of helping me get through this cancer diagnosis and keeping my mental health strong that I just felt like I was being insincere by not being a hundred percent honest about everything. So there it is. Ultimately, I didn't want to let you down, but you know, the people that listen to this podcast are smart women, you know, some men, (laughs) not many of you, but if you are there, shout out. Um, And you know that the message that I spread is not about perfection. Life isn't perfect. I'm certainly not perfect. I don't profess to be. So now that I'm cancer free, I'm in a good mental place. I'm ready to start explaining everything at length. And this podcast this is actually part of the reason I wanted to start this podcast because I didn't want to jump on Insta story for 15 seconds and be like, Hey guys, I had weight loss surgery. Let me answer your questions, which I might do at some point. Like I think people are going to have questions. I'm happy to answer them. And Insta story is probably the best way to do that. But 
I needed you to hear the full story as well, which is why I have done this podcast today and why I thought starting a podcast would be a good idea. Um, And I didn't come out of the gates with this episode because I wanted you to get an idea of other things that I'm about too. Because again, this weight loss surgery, this weight loss story, this is not who I am. It's a bit of fat that I lost. You know, it doesn't change the person that I am. Um, So I hope that you can take it for what it is. It's my personal choice. It's not something that I'm advocating. I'm simply just saying this I'm advocating do what makes you happy and don't worry what other people think. I know some other people who have had weight loss surgery and have hidden it. They have said things, you know, people talk behind their back and this is what I'm reading on the forums. People say things behind their back. They're nasty. They snicker. And I just didn't, I didn't want to do that in my personal life. And I felt like maybe I was doing it in my public life too. So some of you probably knew, like it's not, Sometimes, you know, when someone loses a lot of weight, it's something that people assume. You know, I, I've had a couple of people flat out ask me. Um, and so I was just sick of being unhappy. I was so unhappy about my weight. It wasn't holding me back necessarily in my life, but it definitely was impacting me. I was sick of fighting a losing battle that I could never get through the first round. I could just never be consistent with eating healthy. So getting weightless surgery was the scariest and most difficult thing I have ever done, but it saved my life. And I said that at the start, and let me tell you how it saved my life. In December, I had lost 40 kilos. And I woke up one morning, I was putting moisturizer on my arm, and I felt a lump. And there is no fucking way in hell if I had not lost 40 kilos that I would have felt that cancerous lump. It was so deep in the fatty part of my arm, you know, like the, what do they call them? The tuck shop wings or whatever, the Oprah arms. What do they say about them? It was there, right there. And if I had 40 kilos still on me, there's no way that I ever would have felt that lump. And you know what? I'd probably be dead right now if I hadn't have found that. So aside from the fact that losing that or choosing that weight loss story for me has made me happier in my life, more energetic, more fulfilled because I can go out and do the things that I want to do. I'm not like held back by, I don't want to go shopping because like I'll get chafing between my thighs and I don't want to deal with that. You know, oh, I don't want to go for a walk because I'll get tired after a few like hundred meters. I'll be out of breath. Oh, I don't want to go downstairs and grab that because I'll have to walk back upstairs and I'll be too, you know, like tired after that. It was holding me back in so many ways. And so aside from all of those amazing positives, I can fit into some really cute outfits now because you know what? The fashion industry doesn't really cater to women who are size 22. So aside from all of that, losing all of that weight saved my fucking life. And so I regret nothing. If you don't think that I should have made that decision, I should have done it the hard way, la, la, la. I don't give a shit. This is what I chose. I'm so happy with my decision. You need to be happy with what you do for your life. And seriously, anyone that says this is the easy way out has no fucking idea what they're talking about. This was, aside from being the hardest decision, this was one of the hardest things I have ever done. And every day is still difficult. And I'm a year out. 
it's pretty much my year, my one year anniversary at the moment. I was miserable <laughs> for weeks. My surgery didn't go quite to plan. Well, my surgery went perfectly. My reaction to the surgery didn't go quite to plan. So my recovery was rough. This is how I found out I was allergic to morphine. Um, Plus you're on liquids for literally eight weeks and then you have to go for months teaching your body how to eat again. I had to completely change my relationship with food. Eating will never be easy as it is for the average person. You can just order whatever you want. I have to consider everything that I put in my body and how my body's going to react to that. I can never eat like the actual, like an actual average person ever again. But I don't regret any of it. It was the best decision I ever made, but it was not fucking easy. And it is still hard, even a year out. And according to the forums, it doesn't really get easy ever again. It's always going to be hard. And I did all of that research. I weighed up all the pros, all the cons. I looked up all the different, I'm someone who likes to know all the worst case scenarios. You know, I went into the forums. I asked so many questions. I talked to the doctors. I talked to the nurses. I talked to people face to face who I know have had weight loss surgery. Also, I did as much research as I could to see all of the things that could go wrong with this and then outweigh that I probably am not going to lose weight. Am I going to die of a heart attack? High cholesterol, what's that going to do? Am I going to get diabetes? What about that fatty liver? Didn't even know I was thinking about cancer. <sighs> Wouldn't have even known. I'd probably just be dead one day and be like, oh, she had cancer growing in her arm the whole time and she didn't know because it was covered by 10 tons of fat. You know, it's just like, I know that this might be a shock to some of you and you might be like, wow, Courtney is always so honest and she's been hiding this big secret the whole time. And if you're going to check out now, then I completely understand, you know, I, I get it. I did feel like I was being insincere. That's why I'm here talking to you now. And I know that it took me a while, but I had reasons and I was scared. And to be honest, when I woke up really sick this week and I knew I was recording this episode, I wanted to use it as an excuse not to record this episode because I've been terrified to tell you. I don't want to let anyone down. I get so many messages from people that say like, you know, I quit my job because of you, Courtney, because you seem like a really nice boss and my boss is an asshole and I want to find a boss that cares about their staff as much as you. Courtney, you know, you've helped me get through my cancer treatment by how, how honest you're being. Oh, thank you, Courtney, for sharing your fertility journey. I didn't know that about something that my friend was going through and that's going to help me support her more. You know, like all of these messages that and people are calling me an inspiration, which, you know, I'm not really comfortable with, but I really appreciate. But it's like, it's one, it's like, I, I love hearing it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm a words of affirmation gal. You know, that's my love language. Love hearing it. But I also feel like, oh my God, me? You know what I mean? Like everybody feels undeserving of compliments, of course, even though I love them, keep them coming people. <laughs> um, but there's always that like bit of self-doubt back there. And my self-doubt has always been, would they still feel that way if they knew how I lost the weight? That's fucking ridiculous. Who cares how I lost weight? That's like not even anything about me. I'm sure that you're along for this journey because of like the positivity that I put out there, the motivation that I give and like the perspectives that I give, the honesty that I share about the highs and lows of my cancer journey. You're not 
following me because I got thinner all of a sudden, you know? So I had to keep telling myself that this week. It's like, yep, you sound like shit. You feel like shit, Courtney, but people want to know and you need to get this weight off your shoulders. So that's what's happening. Here it is. It's out. (laughs) Um, I had planned on doing this podcast with like all the information about exactly what surgery I got, how that was, all the stuff about the liquid diet, how I eat now, you know, how that whole process is. Um, However, I've talked for way too long. So I'm happy to make it a part tour um, and I'm happy to go more in depth into the weight loss surgery. But then I also realize that some of you may not give two shits about that side of things because that's not what you're here for. So if you are interested in hearing more about the specifics, just maybe slide into my DMs and let me know. Um, and then I can record a part two about it. I'm just not sure if it's actually the content that you want or not. But anyway, it's out now. And the moral of this story is just back to the fire starter of the week. It's my life. It's your life. Do what you want that makes you happy and don't be worried what people will think. I remember saying to my brother like, oh God, what will people think if I get weight loss surgery? They're going to think that I'm lazy and I took the easy way out. And he was just like, who cares? And he's right. Why did I care? Why do I care what Joe Blow down the street thinks about how I chose to get healthy? It's none of his fucking business. Is he perfect? No. Why would I care? And my whole family was so supportive, so supportive. And that is my attitude of gratitude this week. I am so grateful to all of the people in my life, family, friends, everyone that I work with, all of my clients that replied, good on you, when I told them that I had had weight loss surgery. Or for my family, when I told them that I was going to do it, were like, yep, what can we do? They were with me every step of the way. And I am so grateful that that's what made this so much easier. I see on the forums people hiding it. And then when people find out about it, you know, their work colleagues are nasty to them or like their friends and family have these conversations with them that it's like, just lose the weight naturally, you know, in a healthy way, do it in a healthy way. And these people are just heartbroken. And I can't even imagine what it would be like to have someone in your life that doesn't support decisions that you're making to better your life. So that is something that I am super grateful for. And I know, I know a lot of you, as I said, are smart women and some men are going to be super supportive of this. You're not going to care what route I chose. You're just going to be happy that I told you finally how I lost the weight. And so thank you for everyone who's going to send me a supportive message because I know there will be some. And if anybody feels let down by me, actually, I don't, I don't want to say sorry. I couldn't share this any earlier. It was about my mental health and I can't be sorry that I looked after my own mental health before worrying about your opinion of me. If you do feel betrayed, then that's really unfortunate and that's not what I wanted. But I hope that you can understand why I took the time to reveal this information. So that's pretty much it. It's out. I'm done. I've told you. And just to summarize, if it wasn't already clear, I made this decision for me and it was the best bloody decision that I ever made. 
Anyway, let's finish off with the thought for the week. You can't let the fear of what people might say or think stop you from doing what you want to do or else you'll never do anything. Jennifer Lopez. Thanks for listening to this episode. I will be back every Tuesday with a new app. But in the meantime, if you want to keep up with me, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Courtney Mangan and at She Was The Fire. Also, if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast, if you haven't done already, it would be extremely helpful and I would really appreciate your support. Again, if you do want to hear more of the specifics, slide into my DMs to let me know you're interested. Thank you for tuning in. Bye.